Hey everybody, welcome to the Proven Progress Podcast. I'm so excited you're here because that means that you are committed to growing yourself, to growing your business, and becoming the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. If you want any kind of free resources or even a free strategy session with me, please visit my website, bonnieprovincial.com. That's B O N N I E. P-R-O-V-E-N-C-A-L dot com. And without further ado, I want to get right into this episode because I've got a special guest on here and her story is just, I can't say enough about it. And I hope this is just a total perspective changer for anyone out there who is maybe thinking of making a change or going after something crazy and big and is just scared that it might not work out because this next story is really going to inspire you. I hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, I have a special guest for you today. I'm here with Rihanna Wilson from Adaptive Technologies and she's going to share an incredible journey that she went on with some partners and it's just incredible. When I heard this story, I knew instantly I needed to share it with whoever would listen because it's got to be one of the scariest things I've ever heard of someone doing. There was so much uncertainty. So I'm not going to even attempt to tell it. I'm going to let Rihanna kind of guide you through where she was, what she was doing, and just how the whole thing got started. So go ahead. All right. So it started... Well, mostly started because I got hired at a at a place in town. Um, and, and maybe, sorry, maybe I should stop. And, okay. And Rihanna is the business manager yes. at Adaptive Technologies, which does... Uh, so I have a business degree. So essentially what I do is all of the back-end paperwork. Um, currently right now I do all the bookkeeping as well. Um, sales, marketing. Sales. Uh, well, I, I share the marketing. One of okay. the other partners, she's a little more tech savvy than I am, so <laughs> she does more of the marketing for us. Okay. Um, but I do, I also, right now, because we don't have a lot of staff, because we're so new, I also do all the front end stuff. So I, right. you know, phone, phone patients, greet the patients. Right now I'm kind of the front face of the business. Eventually I'll be all on the back. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what does adaptive do? So we're an orthotic, prosthetic, and bracing clinic. So we do foot orthotics, um, sports bracing, uh, bracing for any kind of issues you might have. So if you have MS, drop foot, uh, strokes, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We also do prosthetics, so any artificial limbs. Um, and, and they make them. And we make them, yes. <laughs> like, I yes. got to go there. I got to go to her <laughs> clinic and, like, see it was like the workshop. It yeah. was the most incredible thing. But, I mean, obviously... I thought it was cool because of my background, but it was, it was incredible. Yes. So yeah, we do manufacture as well. So, um, and that's where the, everything can be custom to the patient because we have all the technology to do that as well. So Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I guess our journey for the start of adaptive technologies was, um, after I graduated, I moved back home. I got hired right away at another clinic in town, um, worked there. Um, for about five years and during those five years I met my three partners Um, we became I guess employee friends and then we became real friends Um, and then eventually throughout that journey we realized that it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't a great place to work because we love the work it's just we were all young and we knew that we wanted to do something different 
I always knew I wanted to own a business, so that was my ultimate goal anyways. So I probably wouldn't have been there forever, essentially anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't a forever thing. Um, The other three, I think, just wanted to do something on their own. They... Mm -hmm. I think they wanted to be their own boss is kind of how it went. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't take my word for it. Cause <laughs> we can't, and we can't, I can't, we can't speak, speak for them. For but, them. No, for um, sure. So it just turned out that the four of us kind of have the same vision when it comes to patient care, um, community service, essentially. We all really like volunteering and getting involved. And like I say, we all became really good friends and all the spouses became really good friends and all the children mm-hmm. became really good friends. So mm-hmm. we're all kind of... Almost a, your own family. We are. Actually. We yeah. are our own family. And we say that all the time, mm-hmm. um, especially because that's what we wanted to base the business around was family oriented, not just ours, but patient families. Mm-hmm. So we, I guess almost two years ago now, uh, we decided that we were going to leave and do this and we did. Now, it was probably the most stressful part of my entire life ever. (laughs) Um, Mostly because leaving essentially meant we didn't have any income. We didn't have any um, steady work. We didn't know if people would actually come and see us. We didn't know if we had a building. We didn't know any of that. Right. So, February of 2018, um, we essentially became partners and incorporated yeah came up with a name found a logo and (laughs) kind of went from there we met somebody a realtor in town who showed us a bunch of buildings we -hmm. found a building we really liked um it actually fell through in april of 2018 Mm -hmm. which was the most terrifying thing that had ever happened because we then in eight and we had had a set date of july to open okay. no matter what right um that was our goal july 3rd 2018 was our open date and when was your resignation when did you did you guys all resign at the same time sort of so mm-hmm. we actually essentially wanted to buy the other clinic oh okay it was established they have great employees they have mm-hmm. a great business plan they've been a, like around forever so we actually put in a letter to offer Mm-hmm. So it wasn't actually an offer offer, but it was just a letter saying, hey, we're, we're interested. Yeah, if you're yeah. interested, would you entertain it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they didn't entertain it. So yeah. we then essentially all... Went to plan B. Yes. The scarier plan. Yes, it was the scarier <laughs> plan. And it was plan B because yeah. that was essentially what we didn't want. Right. Mostly because the employees there and the people there are fabulous. We mm-hmm. love them. All of them. I mean, they have new employees now that we don't know, but at the time, right. those employees were... Yeah. And I would have... That would have been ideal. That was the dream. Yeah. That was the dream. Yeah. Um, but... You just adapted it a little uh, bit. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where the name came from, too, yeah. actually. That's is awesome. When they weren't ready to... I don't know if they weren't ready to or if they just didn't want to, either mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's their prerogative. I mean, I get it now that I've owned a business... I mean, that was their baby, right? You know, it's probably hard to give to somebody. Hard to let go. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah, so I totally get that. And I know that I will probably feel that way when the time comes for me to retire. I will have a very hard time with this. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so essentially we we all left relatively close to the same time. Um, Two of the clinicians had to give a longer 
uh, according to their contract, they had to give a longer um, okay, like what resignation. Is, resignation. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, for sure. So by the time, so I think it was February 13th was their actual last day. Okay. And so from that day on, we went essentially to work. So we met with a lawyer. We met with an accountant. We, like I say, we met with a realtor. Mm-hmm. And it was like boom, 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 boom. And because our plan was to open July 3rd, because we didn't want it, I mean, that was essentially four months without any sort of income at income all. or anything. Yeah. Um, we wanted to make sure that July 3rd was a, was a set date. And it was scarier for a lot of us because um, one of my partner's uh, significant others was in school. So they were mm-hmm. essentially living on EI. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was on mat leave. So they were, again, yeah. essentially living on EI. Yeah. Um, and my third partner, their, their significant other works part-time. Right. So, like, all of us were... And, oh, I, I'm, and you're single. And so I'm single, so like I had... All the breadwinners. All of it, yeah. We, all the breadwinners <laughs> just were just, like, cut done. off. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was terrifying, and... Not to mention the capital you had to come up with. Yes, so um, to be able to get the loan, so that's... We, so we met with um, Community Futures. I don't okay. know if you've heard of them in I town. I have, yes, but they no are, clue what they do. So they're fabulous. <laughs> so they work with people who essentially want to open up small business that are going to give back to our community okay cool um of any any kind um and so we went we met with a gentleman named jason Mm -hmm. and he doesn't work there anymore sadly but (laughs) anyways um he so we sat down with him and he gave us a name for um the most wonderful lady at um bdc which is business development bank of canada okay and they only provide loans to small businesses. Well, I shouldn't even just say small businesses, but businesses within Canada who are trying to either start or expand mm-hmm. a business that, again, gives back to their community. So we met with him. He gave us the name. And he actually gave us the name of... Um, oh, I think he gave us the name of the realtor. Don't hold me to that, though. Mm-hmm. Um Turns out I knew the realtor anyway, so we probably would have found him. I went to high school with him, so it turned out. But So we locked down the place we wanted to renovate, came up with a dollar amount number so that we could go to this this lady at BDC and say, this is the amount of money we need for building uh, leasehold improvements and the equipment because to be able to manufacture what we do, our equipment is very expensive. I would presume, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so for so we had everything locked down. She came, she did the walkthrough of the building because they need to see it, mm-hmm. um, make sure it's not a dud because mm-hmm. totally. they don't want to put their money somewhere that's a dud. Um, and then when we went to go finalize the lease, the landlord wasn't going to provide any help with the leasehold improvements. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing we had banking on because the leasehold improvements at this particular building was going to be $150,000 because of how it was originally set up. It right. wasn't going to work. Yeah. So we couldn't do it. There's no way. Yeah. Um, because our loan that we could have gotten approved for was only 250000 and our equipment alone is about 200000 so $150,000 leasehold renovation wasn't going to work. No chance, yeah. So from so that happened in April. 
So between April and May, this realtor of ours um, found us a new building. We walked through, we met the landlord, we signed the lease, we got the lady from BDC to walk through. We got the loan, we signed the lease, and we were renovating by May 1st. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. Um, and I have to say that the process through BDC was probably the most wonderful process I've ever dealt with any kind of loan. Like, yeah. I've had mortgages, I've had student loans, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it was, and she's, she's just the most wonderful person. She comes into the office still, makes sure we're okay. She emails us constantly. Like, and it's, it's awesome. not just her, like, yes, she is our lady, but mm -hmm. everybody that I've talked to about BDC just says the same thing about all of them. So right. it's not just her, it's BDC in general that does really, this. Really cheering for you guys. Well, and yeah, and, yeah, and everybody, and everybody I've talked to. Mm -hmm. So this lady from BDC also set us up with, because um, of course you need a bank account. Mm -hmm. Shocker. <laughs> but it's those little things you don't even think of. Right. right? It's just like yeah. you're thinking of the huge things. Right. And you forget about the small things. Yeah. Right. And then we also had to come up with a way to pay for these things. Because um, of a lot of the suppliers that we have to use are um, orthotic prosthetic specific. Yeah. Um, but they require when you haven't had at least a year as an, uh, a client of theirs, yeah. they provide payment right away. Right. So to be so able to all of your inventory, everything <laughs> you got to pay for upfront. Upfront. Wow. And we also, as you know, coming to the the clinic, we have a retail space, so we mm. had to have. Yeah, you need yeah, to have, have stuff. Have there. stuff. Yeah. Um, so we needed to go to a bank that would at least provide us um, with a credit card, but the credit card limit had to be huge because our inventory is huge. Yeah, and expensive, expensive. things. Yes, no, for sure. Um, so our goal was a $50,000 credit limit, which is crazy to ask of a bank to give a brand new business yeah. with no money. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. no money. Yeah. So luckily, the four of us, um, we all own houses. We all own uh, most. Actually, I think we all own our own vehicles outright. Right. Um, so not a lot of us, other than mortgages, not a lot of us had any debt. Right. Um, and not really to toot my own horn, but on paper I look really good because I actually don't have a mortgage for somebody who's single. Okay. Um, I was luckily and lucky enough to have an inheritance that I was able to pay my house off. So. Right. So on paper. The four of us actually looked really good for liability purposes, so the right. bank was like, heck yeah. Yeah. So we ended up going through the Entrepreneurship Center at ATB. Okay, yeah. Um, where, again, we met another lovely, lovely lady who yeah. was able to help they us out. And not only was she able to get us that $50,000 credit card that we needed mm -hmm. to be able to buy the stuff, but she was also able to give us a $50,000 rolling line of credit. Oh, nice. So... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So altogether, we were able to get $350,000 to start the whole thing off. Right. And from May 1st to July 3rd, we were able to renovate, get everything done, get all the inventory in. Yeah. Um, the only thing we didn't have the day we opened was our big oven, which we used to melt, like heat the plastic so we can mold the devices. Right. So that's literally the only thing we didn't have. We had everything else. Yeah. Um, we were able to get like four seasons in. They did our HVAC system, our ventilation system, because of course manufacturing, there's a lot of smells and glues and yeah. plastics. Yeah, right. they have the total 
it was state a of the art total, ventilation system yeah, to be able to do that kind total of stuff. overhaul. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, luckily for us, this new building that we found um, through the realtor was just an office space. So they had like five offices, mm-hmm. and then they had like an open space that was just cubicles. So okay. we took that open space, built another room and the entire manufacturing area. So we didn't actually have to tear out a lot of stuff. A lot, yeah. We te- um, two walls. We tore down two walls just to make the entrance way bigger. We took out one of the offices. Okay, yeah. And then yeah, pushed the back and that was essentially it. So our landlord helped us out with renovation costs. So between the two of us, the landlord and us, I think the leasehold improvements was about $50,000. So, so right where you needed it. Right where we needed it to be. It <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and one of our partner's husband's an electrician, so he actually did a lot of the work for us as well. Right. Um, which was super nice of him because he yeah. generously helped us out in the cost factor. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> um, kidding. And he does wonderful work. Like, it was, yeah. it was really good. And, I mean, the... To like all of the significant others and all the children were there. The, so the third happened to be the day after the long weekend. Right. Yeah. So that Monday, all of the whole families were there, um, awesome. helping build shelves. And while we were like, my parents and my best friend came and helped, and my sister helped came and painted walls for us. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't just the four of us doing it. All of our families came and right. helped. For sure. So it was a huge huge thing for that and I know that the other three partners would say that without our family and our parents none of this would have happened yeah um because not only were our families and our parents behind us helping us Mm -hmm. but they essentially helped us with like I say with the painting and the renovating but they also helped us out financially um with the upfront money so they were able to help us with that and we were able to give them the money back when we got the loan kind of thing Cause, that's incredible yeah it was but scariest thing I've ever done in my life and to this day I still yeah. like um, every time I go to work I like open up the bank account and I'm like okay today's the day that I'm not going to see a negative number you know like, today <laughs> yeah. is the day yeah um, and it's slowly getting there right um, so I mean from the day we quit or so left so July 3rd will be one Two years. Two years. Two years. Two years will be July 3rd this yeah. year. So, okay. Yeah, two years this July 3rd. And for, so from the day that we decided plan B was the option yeah, to opening our doors um, was roughly five months. Yeah. And when you guys started operating, yes. how long did it take for you to pay yourselves? Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> we want to get into that, do we? Um, we just started paying ourselves in April of 2019. So you went almost a full year. Almost a full year. Well, it was a full year from when you quit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A yeah, full yeah. year Easy. from when you quit? Yes. Yeah. To get a wage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we, as like, I would never have been able to do this by myself, right. and I'm I'm pretty sure the other three would say the same thing, mm-hmm. that they would not be able to do this by themselves, in the sense that all four of us have different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I have a business degree, mm-hmm. um, and so I do all the business stuff, and 
they all are clinicians. So my one business partner is a certified podorthist. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is certified in anything ankle and below. Right. Um, the other, like one of the other ones, is a certified uh, orthotist prosthetist, which means that he can do both bracing of the full body and prosthetic limbs. And then our last business partner is a certified orthotist, and he is a prosthetic resident. Okay. Um, so he'll write his exam in June, and then he'll be dual certified, just like the other business partners. So right. they'll both be able to do prosthetic limbs and orthotic devices head to toe. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, their backgrounds are different. So the gentleman that's going to be certified in both here as of June mm-hmm. also has a master's in rehabilitation sciences. So, like, <laughs> right. he, yeah, and then... Um, <laughs> Um, the other business partner that has that's currently certified in both also has a massage therapy background and a sports um, background in the sense that he did some um, sports or rehabilitation classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure there's more to it, but I would have to ask him. Yeah. And then they all have their undergrad for um, multiple things, so the certified podorthist, she has her kinesiology degree. So they just all have like wicked backgrounds. And Mm -hmm. not only do I have a business degree, but I like, I think I have like 15 some years of management and leadership experience. Right. Um, on top of the fact that like I opened up my own business when I was 14 just because I wanted to. Yeah. (laughs) I did a little daycare for all the surrounding families. That is awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. (laughs) But... Just like natural entrepreneur at the right age of It runs in our family. (laughs) But because of our background, the not getting paid thing didn't seem so scary at the time. Right. Um, I think because we all knew it was going to work. So we were all willing to sacrifice being paid mm-hmm. to knowing, I guess, to knowing that we were going to succeed. Right. Um, we, we would much rather have put the money into the business at the time than to have paid ourselves. Right. I mean, we did hook up like health benefits right away yeah. just because that, that was essential. So, yeah. um, as a business, as a small business. You didn't get a paycheck, but you had health benefits. We had health benefits, <laughs> yeah. Which it, really that goes a long it way. It's important. For certain things. It's um, important. Especially because they all have children. Yes, so, absolutely. So, you know, things happen and you never know what's going to go on. So, absolutely. Our just sheer faith. Faith. It was. Really it was sheer through. faith. And, and the being others, able to have faith in yourselves that you knew. That you knew that the day would come, like you said, yeah. every day you open your yes. bank account and you're waiting for that to that red to yeah. turn black. Yes, you know, and yeah. and I do want to iterate that this is almost this is a year and a half. Yes, right, and yes. so it's like that patience and that yes. persistence and that faith. Yes, to keep going. Yeah, was there ever a moment where you guys got together and you were like, shit, maybe we made a mistake? No. Never. Not Never second-guessed no. it. I that mean, was there was times where we were all very stressed out, and we were like... What the hell are we doing? Why are we doing this? <laughs> and then we would just remind ourselves right. that... Like, there's a difference between having a very stressful job due to circumstances, like, say, for example, a bad boss or a, um, 
an, an another employee, like a coworker that just you clash really bad with or mm -hmm. so environment is right. a huge factor. And so like, I mean, me and you had talked about this before, but if the environment that somebody is in is to the point where their stress level has them causing issues in their personal life or their physical life or their mental life, mm -hmm. get out of that situation because there is something better, whether that stress transfers to say like us opening a business. Yeah. But I can hundred percent say that the stress that the four of us feel now is nothing compared to what we were feeling before. Right. It's not negatively impacting. Your no, health. not at all. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that it was due to what, whatever that other clinic does or did, but it's just that calling for more. Yeah. Like it just, all of you yeah. had that where you wanted to be able to get out yes. and do your own thing. It just wasn't a fit. You know, yeah. like everybody says, oh, you won't work a day in your life if you love what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's very true. Yeah. I love what I do. Yeah. And essentially, I'm doing the same job right. that I was before. Right. I the, mean, realistically. Right. But, but the environment changed. The environment changed. Yeah. I'm now not doing it for somebody and I don't think it would have mattered if I was doing it for that particular clinic or if I was doing it for a huge conglomerate. I was still working for somebody and I, I'm not set up to do that. I'm really not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, for sure. It's that choice, yes. right? It's like if somebody holds a gun to your head and says, run 26 miles or I'm going to shoot you, that's going to be like the worst 26 miles, miles of your, your life. life. But if you train for a marathon for a year and then you run that 26 miles and everybody celebrates, yeah. it's a totally different experience. 100%. It's still running 26 miles, but it's the choice yes. to do it versus yeah. somebody forcing you to do right. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those, and I mean, owning a business isn't for everybody. I don't, right. I'm not going to, I'm not saying like, oh, if you have a crappy job and you hate your job, go own a business. No. <laughs> yeah. Because some people would like, it would be the opposite. Die under yes. that kind of stress. No, yes. absolutely. Because the stress that we feel now, like I say, yes, the four of us, definitely it's a different stress, but we're much better off. But that's not definitely not for everybody. Not everybody can handle the stress that we're going through right now. Mm -hmm. um, and like, we're only 18 months in. Mm -hmm. And we have probably a lifetime. I mean, the stress is going to change. Right. It's going to be different stresses. Like when we yeah. start hiring employees, um, which hopefully, cross our fingers, we're getting busy enough that can start happening soon. Right. Um, but then you have to, you know, yep. Take deal care with employees. Take and them. Yeah. yeah so uh, owning a business is definitely not an option for everybody. But I, I can 100% say that mentally, physically, and emotionally, if you are struggling in a position you're in right now, and it is not only affecting you at work, but affecting your like family life or your loved one's lives or just any other kind of life, get out. Right. There are options. <laughs> yeah, you, for sure. Like this, like, like, I mean, we didn't make any money for almost a year. Like yeah. you said, personally, I, I didn't have any cash flow coming into my personal bank account for at least a year. That was not even a blip on the stress. Right. Like that was like, it'll come. I will get paid. 
Right. And I mean, even right now, we the amount we're getting paid is is technically just over the poverty line, so <laughs> right. we're not making any money, like right. really. Right. Like we're, you probably still got paid more had you, but like oh. you're not even paying yourself what you were getting paid at the no. clinic, and especially the clinicians because they right. yeah, they gave up incredibly a well lot. educated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For and sure. they gave up a lot. So yeah. and we we go through those those times when. Well, like you say, we're like a family, so we go through yeah. those times and we're irritated with each other and stuff like that. But when we bring ourselves and have a like a reality check and we bring ourselves back to like what we're doing, there's no way that the four of us could have done it without each all other. Four, all four of you. Yes. Yeah. All four of us and the backings that all four of us came with. Right. Um sure. because like if there's a day that one of the you know, partners is driving me crazy. I'm really okay with talking to one of their wives about it, you know, <laughs> or their yeah. husband, you know, yeah. like I'm really yeah, okay sure. with being like, how, how do I do this? Because yeah. you, you clearly have to do that. Cause there's a, there's a love factor between the four of us that yeah. will never go away. Like we have a bond that just, yeah. we could probably do some pretty evil things, but I think we would all come back to there's nobody else we'd want to do it with. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and even the faith that you have put in each other mm-hmm. this far. You yeah. know, it's hard to to go out, accumulate all this debt. Yeah. Right? And did you ever question that, what if we open and one of them leaves? No. Or two of them? Like, it was just never. No. And, and I think that that's, like, your guys' faith in each other and your faith in your individual selves. And clearly, the the faith that your extended families have in you guys as well to be supportive, to put that up front. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, there was never a a hesitation. Mm -hmm. So there was never a, Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this together. Mm -hmm. Like there was never that it was always, and especially on my side, whenever somebody asked me, well, what, what happens if this doesn't work out? My answer was always, well, this is going to work out. Well, this like, is I work. don't have... There was zero doubt. Yeah. Zero doubt yeah. that we weren't going to be able to do this. Like, zero. Yeah. I knew this was going to be successful. It wasn't a matter of if. It was just a matter of when. Right. right. When and how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I appreciate about our... I don't really know what to call I guess culture, almost... Mm-hmm is our family-oriented background in the sense that when you walk through our doors, you have now stepped into our family. You're our family. We will take care of you. As though you are. As you, yes. And your family family. Like, we, when we, there's a lot of things when you're opening business that you don't really think about. So, like, hours of operation. You just think, oh, we're going to (laughs) open. Yeah. But we... We established from the beginning that we wanted to make it easier for some people to come see us and also make sure that we have enough time to spend with our families. So most medical clinics, which were, that's, we're essentially a medical clinic. Yeah. Um, they just, they're like a nine to five, right? It's a nine to five working job, working week. And we get funding from government funders and so they actually stipulate how many hours we're supposed to be open so we have to accommodate with that as well Mm -hmm. um so we have to be open 40 hours a week uh to have access to us Mm -hmm. and 
So that was our goal. Okay, we gotta make sure we're open 40 hours a week, but how are we going to make it so that people can come see us? So all of these questions that you have before you open. So we essentially agreed on three, eight to five days. Mm -hmm. And then Thursdays were open late so that um, people who work an eight to five job can come see us still or kids, parents that have, you know, have to bring their kids. And then on Fridays, we close early. We close at 2 o'clock so that we, because, uh, I mean, you know, yeah. um, schools close at noon, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. not only is it saving on some childcare for all of our partners, um, but we actually get to hang out with our families mm-hmm. um, over that the time. Have yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, it's also great catch up because we close the course <laughs> and we can catch up on some work because that yeah. happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the questions people always ask like oh so you know when you open a business what what are the steps to opening a business and I'm like oh my gosh I could probably (laughs) write a book on how many steps and how many things we had to come up with like you don't really think about it like even just coming up with a name for your business was like crazy like oh man and then coming up with a logo and then like I say hours of operation and then we also had to come up with like if we were going to stay open on staff holidays or if we're going to close or if we're going to have all staff holidays closed or like there's things that you have to establish before you open because I can tell you right now that if you change those halfway through (laughs) opening, you're going to have really, really upset people. So if we had say started with Monday through Friday, eight to five, and then all of a sudden we were like, nope, we're going to do, you know, Monday through Wednesday, eight to five, Thursday is going to be our 11 to seven and Friday's nine to two. We would have some very ticked off patients. Right. Because they're just used to it. Yes. Being that way. So when you're opening a business or when you're starting something like this, you want to establish a norm from the get-go. Right. So, and from the, from the get-go, we established that, yeah, we're going to close every stat. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to close for a week over Christmas. Mm -hmm. That's just what we're going to do. And as opening the business, even though we didn't have employees, you also have to come up with a standard for employees even though you don't have them like right are we going to pay vacation pay what is our minimum wage going to be like because we essentially wouldn't pay regular minimum wage we mm-hmm. probably up it a little so they were like a lot of established things that you have to come up with even though it's not relevant at the time right because now that it's going to become relevant we don't want to sit down and have a four-hour meeting right every time up. something comes up comes up <laughs> yeah. so we had a lot of this yeah. stuff established um right from the get-go and that that is also some advice I'd have like if you're gonna hire employees or any of that kind of stuff and this goes for like even if you're not an owner but you're a manager right like make sure you know what the standard is Mm -hmm. for all aspects of of the person or business you're working for because just to manage those expectations of others yeah so yeah because that's I think where people get upset yes because when there's this expectation set in their own mind, the expectation of the manager leader is something different and those are never communicated. It's not, it just, there has to be some <laughs> transparency yes. of the expectation. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you right now that if you don't have that, you will just have a rigmarole of yeah. stress. Yeah. For so, sure. but yes, there definitely needs to be be a standard in yeah. that sense because oh man, it's sure. crazy. But like every day we go through questions and are we doing the right thing or we don't? Yeah. And we like the learning curve for us 
Because there's one thing, this is, I loved my business program, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot, but I gotta tell you, they do not teach you anything about the business world. <laughs> like the reality. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like we just had a meeting with um, the Dillon School of Business here at the, like for the UL. Yeah. And that's what I said to her. I said, I am 100% cool with signing up for a co-op, but I'm telling you right now, I am not going to teach these kids how to run a business. I'm yeah. going to teach these kids what it takes to run a business. Totally. Because there is a difference. Yeah. I was taught how to run a business. Easy. But yeah. what it takes to run a business is insane. Right. Like, you don't think about the fact that, well, like I say, right now, none of us have, em- we don't have employees. Yeah. So I'm, I'm literally on the phone 90% of the day. Right. I'm checking in patients. I'm, yeah. and like for the guys, because we don't have anybody in the back, they're building the stuff. Instead right. of seeing patients. And right. all of us work weekends. All of us work early mornings. All of us, like, yeah. we, like I say, we took a week off at Christmas. Um, but I essentially worked the whole time. Because right. you have no idea how much work you can get done <laughs> when the phone isn't ringing. <laughs> yeah. It's what an opportunity. Right? That was, was like, you could actually be the business manager because you weren't too busy being the office assistant. Right. Right. Exactly. Or the inventory coordinator. Or the, yes. Or yeah. the booking. Bookkeeper. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wearer of many hats. Wh- and that's exactly what you are as a business owner. Like. Yeah. There's a. The, I always thought, oh, being a manager of whatever at the time I was being a manager of, I was like, this is how it's going to be when I own a business because, mm-hmm. but it's not because I was still just the manager. Mm-hmm. I had somebody doing something for me. Right. Whereas now I don't, they don't like the four of us all, like I say that we all have these different backgrounds. We all have our specialty, but we are definitely working outside of our realms. Mm-hmm. I'm probably working the closest to what I can do because honestly, being a manager of a business, your job is to make sure you know how to do all of the office work. Yeah. Well, like and being do, able to do that now yeah. will just make you better when yeah. it comes time to train yes. someone. Yeah. 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 And that's also advice. Like we've, we've said from the get go, if we don't have, um, a standard operating procedure for absolutely everything in our business, how are we going to expect an employee to know how to do it and to do it the way we want to, if we can't do it ourselves? So true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've true. started, and these are all the learning curves we've gone through, right? Cause mm-hmm. like when we first started, we weren't very busy, so it was easy to let things slip. Mm-hmm. Or easy for me to just kind of pick up some of the things I know how to do for them in our system um, because I knew they were busy doing other things. And I'm, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. And I will always be good with that. But an employee will not. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. An employee, yeah. that is not an expectation they, that right. I would ever have. And the other three would say the th- same thing. Right. So, like, the learning curve we've had over the last 18 months and, like, making decisions – so, like I say, we got a healthcare plan. Right. And then we realized that that healthcare plan wasn't ideal. So we switched healthcare plans. And then we had to decide if we wanted to do like a house spending account. And we had to. Mm-hmm. So, all these decisions that we all make together um, essentially is a huge learning curve because having four people agree on something. Yeah, um, not always easy. It's not. But I do have to say that we are very lucky in the fact that there hasn't been a lot of disagreement. Right. Yeah. And would you say that you, it's because you guys are all driven by that same value of family-owned business? 100%. Like family 
family comes first. We all have the same vision, not only for ourselves personally, but Mm -hmm. as a business. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, now that we're busy, we're kind of lacking on it, but we meet a lot. Mm -hmm. Like we have a lot of get together so that we can talk things out and make sure that that communication is always there always there yeah like i say right now we're a little lacking in that because we're busy and we we really got to start holding ourselves accountable for that meeting yeah um but we always have a quarterly meeting Mm -hmm. always do it on a weekend usually takes four or so hours we go through everything Mm -hmm. um it's a good check-in um it's a nice accountability and for those people that do this on their own I 100% need to tell them and hope that they already do have somebody in their life to bounce ideas off of. Right. Whether it's um, a business group, like how me and you met, or Mm -hmm. if it's just a friend or family member. But I do want to say if you're owning a business, make sure it's somebody who also owns a business. Right. Because... They it's, understand some of the yeah. give and takes and risks. Yeah. Yeah. And they also understand, or even a spouse of somebody who owns a business, like yeah. the, they, because they, they understand, understand how, yeah. how the, the business owner is feeling or going mm-hmm. through things. Mm-hmm. The hardest part about bouncing something off of somebody who doesn't understand is you then have to explain it to them. Right. And trying to explain something to somebody who isn't in it with you is, is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. So... So, and I think too, it, the very important that that person understands the long-term vision. Yes. Understands the long-term vision and supports it and believes in it. Yes. Because what I've noticed is when you're bouncing ideas off somebody who doesn't even understand your long-term plan, yes. a lot of things short-term, they sound like really stupid ideas. Yes. Like if you would have went to somebody and said, okay, all four of us were actually considering quitting. And we're gonna go get a three hundred fifty thousand dollar loan, and we have no office space. We have we don't have a logo. We don't have a name. But we're all four gonna quit. We probably won't get paid for a year and a half. And even when we do get paid, like we probably won't even make our salaries back for like three years. Do you think that's a good idea? That person would be like, No, you're out of your mind. <laughs> like, why would you do that? That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, totally. But that long, like your ten year vision, like in ten years, you're gonna look back and be like. Yeah, that was absolutely worth every short-term penny we sacrificed in the end. But also that feeling of like, look at what we built and and can do and look at how we can support the community and support the families that are going through these difficult situations and living in pain and that impact that you're actually making, I think will far surpass whatever money you're making at that time. But you'll definitely have had your salary back, I think. I think so too. Yeah. In 10 years. It'll all work itself out. Like when we, so not only do we all have very specific um, backgrounds that are different, all of our personalities are very different in the sense like one of my business partners is probably the most logical person I've ever met and his wife is even more so. Right. So like the two of them will all be talking ideas and he'll sit back and listen. Yeah. He's like the analysts. He takes a couple of minutes and then he'll spell out questions. Yeah. that then get us start thinking oh yeah no we can't do that because of this 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 right so when we first started doing this the first thing we did besides getting all the loans and stuff like that mm-hmm. we essentially knew that we needed to come up with a business plan mm-hmm. and i have to say 
I wrote a billion business plans throughout my degree, but I have to say our business plan between the four of us working on it is a very top notch and it's probably the only reason we got such a large loan. Right. Because we were able to prove some numbers. Yeah. Um, we were able to essentially like spill our life goals onto it. Totally. So after we did the business plan, our logical partner sat down and said, okay, you know what, as each other, let's sit down and let's write out our one year, five year, 10 year goals personally and for the business. Mm -hmm. And he was like, and your personal goals could be anything like, I want to make this amount of money through the business so that I can get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just make sure it kind of coincides. So we did. We all wrote down one-year, five-year, ten-year goals for the business. Um, and we've gone back, and of course, some of them weren't logical, like we didn't want to be in debt by five years. And it may it may happen. We might right. be able to actually do it because our loan is only a nine-year loan. So we might be able to cut the four years off right. if we keep going the way we're going. Yeah. Um, but there's like like big goals that we want to yeah, do. Yeah, have like, those targets. Yeah, like yeah. we want to own a building and we want to do a multidisciplinary um, situation with like an orthopedic surgeon and physio and a, yeah. like we kind of want to be a one-stop shop if we can. Like yeah. we all have a very big vision for this company. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also where my faith came from. I was just going to ask you that actually. How much of that certainty came from building that plan? Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we all just know what we are good at. Yeah, and, and we, you stay in your lane. And we do, yeah. we do. I mean, like I say, some of us are relatively out of our lanes right now because we right. have to be. Right, like in your day-to-day operations, but as far as the, the plan. Plan goes, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, it was really simple for us to sit down and write out all of the numbers because I just knew what they could do. Mm-hmm. I know that they can do it. And I also know that when a patient comes into the clinic, Personality-wise, I'm pretty good at being like, oh, you would do really good with this person. Or you would do And so it's kind of good in that sense. Yeah. But what I really, really, really love about those three, and they're probably going to be like, oh, Rihanna, <laughs> is they're so good at bouncing ideas, patient ideas off each other. Right. So if one... Because it's like a puzzle for them, right? Absolutely. You go in and you have to come up with a solution. Yeah. I, multiple times, will walk by the office and all three of them will just be, well, if it's this problem, oh, well, maybe this and this will work or maybe that and that will work. And they're mm-hmm. so good at not just being like, well, I have more experience, so I'm right. Like none of them. None are, of it. None I've, of them are ego-driven in the ever. sense that they have to be right. It's very, like I say, our family-oriented reflects in the fact that we only want to do what's best for the patient ever and I can say that probably a third of the patients we have in our system at the moment haven't ever even gotten anything from us yeah they came in we did an assessment we probably could have sold them something Mm -hmm. that would have relatively helped yeah but why do that when all they really needed is physio right or all they really need to do is stretch. Right. 
So we definitely don't sell just for the sake of selling. Yeah, making sure that the solution is there for them. And I mean, owning a business, you're always going to think about money. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Because it's your money. Yeah. Just like you do in a personal setting. You're always going to think about money. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the money. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. You just, you value the relationship more yeah. than you value the sale. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And the fact that all four of you have share that value mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah. 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 That's incredible. Yeah. It's good. I, well, awesome. I hope so. <laughs> I haven't, yeah. We haven't had yeah. any complaints, so that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So would, do you guys, and maybe you have this answer, maybe you don't have this answer. So in 10 years, mm-hmm. do you guys have, what impact do you want to be able to have on the community? Um, huge huge impact mm-hmm. um we're already kind of starting it we do a lot of work with Lethbridge volunteers okay um yeah. we like to get into the community um our we have this goal and it's a goal that we have that we don't want our business to have any association with we just want to do it mm-hmm. so there's no <clears throat> excuse me there's no network in Lethbridge that is like a support system for amputees okay so you, they go to St. You know, they go to the hospital. They probably have an amputation. Um, they go to park where they meet other people who probably had an amputation at the time. Mm-hmm. But that's essentially it. Right. After that, they don't really associate. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest reasons we don't want to put our our um, company name on it is because we want all amputees to feel welcome to come not just our patients right so essentially what we want to do is we want to set up this support group Mm -hmm. so that amputees can talk to amputees and there's war amps which Mm -hmm. is really good for children to meet other children but we have one uh, patient who's very involved in war amps and their biggest complaint about it is the upper amputees only know upper amputees. They don't know anybody with a lower amputee. Right. You know, or amputation. And so our goal is to get amputees in the area just to come in. Because even though you have an upper amputation or lower amputation, you probably go through some of the same difficulties. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? And so our goal is to just have these people meet so that they have somebody who understands mm-hmm. because together, yeah. yeah and I mean working in our field I can have empathy mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. and I can be told how it feels but I will never understand yeah because I have all my limbs yeah you know it's so funny like <laughs> in listening to your whole story like I can just I can feel how much the four of you care yes and the step further your mission what you want to do is provide that thing that none of the four of you can provide right <laughs> so, like I love that right yeah. like I just I can just tell like this caringness yeah just pouring out of yeah. of you all four of you yeah. you know because I think that you're here representing all four of you oh yeah. you know and and even just to be able to 
that that's your next step in your yes. mission of how do I create this thing? How do I get people involved? Yeah. It's just it's just that next level of caring in providing something that you guys cannot directly provide. Yes. And I just think that that's incredible. And it's awesome. There's lots of ways that we want to do it. Like um, my the other female business partner of mine, she she wants to start like. Um, I guess a, a run race like a 5k or whatever yeah. to raise money for something and there's because there's lots of things out there that there's no no awareness of yeah or there's no fundraising for, for or there's yeah. no anything yeah. and we see it all from like diabetes CP MS like all of those cancer mm-hmm. like there's so many realms of people that we see there isn't one specific patient like everybody always asks oh well who's your ideal patient Mm -hmm. and we're like anybody Mm -hmm. like we see all the way from brand new babies to you know 100 year old ladies yeah um whoever wants to join the family pretty much or needs to (laughs) like essentially needs to and that's that's i think where our family oriented idea came from because these are very not great moments in somebody's life when they're coming totally, into yeah. us. Well, no, they're pretty well in pain. Yes. No matter what, they're yeah. in physical pain, pain because up. something's going wrong. Yes, yeah. And they have no understanding, really, mm-hmm. um, of how their life could be. Mm-hmm. And so when they come in, that's exactly why we want them to feel like family because... Like, this is not a great moment for them. Right. It's not great in any way, shape, or form. And mm-hmm. they probably don't want to be there, you yeah. know? Like, they don't want to be in this situation. So, mm-hmm. us being able to make them feel welcome and feel happy and feel comfortable coming in yeah. is just huge for totally. us. And, like, connect them to somebody who's 10 years mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah. How, how awesome would it be to employ one of those people? I know, that right? Could, that could give that yeah. to somebody. Yeah. That would be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> My, it's funny because, like, you say, like, where we want to be for giving back and stuff like that. My one business partner always gives me a hard time because she's always like, Rihanna, you want to be the Ellen DeGeneres of, of Lethbridge. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. If I... If I, it's not even the money, but if I could provide that kind of joy yeah. for people in our community, I, yeah. that, that would be yeah. that. Like, I've always wanted to take care of people. Like, that's, I love doing that. Yeah. But I do not like biology or sciences. So I could never <laughs> go into any right. sort of medical and there's no way I could have been a vet that would just have broke my heart I'm way too sensitive but being able to and I think that's probably another reason why the four of us get along so well because even though I don't have any sort of medical or um, science background Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. my willingness and want your heart's in the right place yes to help people yeah I think in all four of you guys, I think your hearts are all in the same place, yeah. but your heads are totally different. And that's totally. why you have this beautiful collaboration yeah. that just creates this amazing business. That's actually a perfect way to say it. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, as we wrap up, where can they find you? Where's this awesome building that you guys found? <laughs> uh, so we're located just east of the casino. We're directly behind the Tim Hortons on 43rd and the Fast Gas. That's right on that corner. Right. Um, so the address is 320 41st Street South, 
and again, we're adaptive technologies. Yeah. Um, and I, anybody can come and see us and we'll give walkthroughs. It's no charge to get assessed. So even if you're just having like minor pains anywhere, any sort of joint, come on in because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something we can either do for you or send you to who can give help you. Give a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And uh, in incredible office like like just like the the total like it will blow anyone's mind who just has a curiosity for that kind of thing because it's so cool what they do there well it blows my mind every day so and I could be making this up but I believe you guys are the only clinic in town that will do a trial for a brace is that a thing essentially yes so we do um a free knee brace trial um Mm -hmm. for anybody who is suffering from knee pain um, but yes, I mean, the other clinics will, will do trials when necessary, but we will just do it mm-hmm. mostly because the, it's usually the mid range, uh, adult that needs a knee brace. And I don't know about you, but when I'm in my, you know, mid forties, mid to mid sixties, I don't know if I'm going to want to wear a knee brace, even right. if I'm in pain, cause they're not exactly small sexy <laughs> you know yeah. so we also yeah. do it because um we want to make sure the patient's going to be compliant yeah because compliance is huge yeah. so you yes wanna, you don't want to sell them something that they aren't going to use right like why would you spend twelve hundred dollars on something that's going to sit in the back of your closet yeah so yeah, absolutely and it's shocking how many of these people throw on this trial brace and are like oh my gosh my pain's gone yeah and just that yeah. makes them compliant right it's just like okay yeah, yeah this is hideous yeah but i'm going to wear it. wear it because i don't freak out on my kids yes I, <laughs> I, can I can i can walk i can focus at work now i can actually physically exercise yes, yes. yeah so For that's sure. huge no. and our trial braces are probably the ugliest version of a, of a brace <laughs> you could get on the market yeah. so we do it for two weeks and then they come back and they're able to pick a custom brace and it's literally custom right so from color style weight um it's it's like strapping it's yeah. all custom yeah so That's awesome yeah. very cool yeah yeah you're just like curing Lethbridge's pain let's hope patient so. at a time I hope so that's that's, <laughs> that's awesome. the goal in life so that's cause awesome it, and we always say it it's so funny because yeah we do free trials for braces but we want people to come in prior to that pain right yeah. So the moment you get like a, a twinge in your hip or a twinge in your knee or a twinge in your foot, if you come and see one of us, or I guess one of those three, I mean, you'll see me when you walk in, but um, usually it's something as simple as putting in a custom foot orthotic. Right. And then, so I, I have knee pain. I'm only 35 years old and I get knee pain. Mm-hmm. Emily makes me, like my business partner, she makes me my foot orthotics. And I don't have any pain. I can run, I can go to the gym, and hopefully with this, if I wear foot orthotics for the rest of my life, which yes, sounds like a pain in the butt, but you can't see them. You don't know them. You just put them in your shoes. They put them in your shoes. Yeah. I hopefully will never have to have a knee brace down the line because what a foot orthotic does, specifically a custom foot orthotic, is it also aligns you, right? So that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that your hip pain goes away and your knee pain goes away. before it turns into arthritis yes or before (laughs) it turns into something worse like yeah so the smallest pain Mm -hmm. or even just 
the inkling of that you might need something, mm-hmm. seriously come in. Like it's not which other, a lot of it is covered by your health benefits yes. anyway, so you might as well use it yeah. because you're paying for it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, essentially. And I mean, if you don't need anything, then you know, right? Mm-hmm. You're not questioning it anymore. Yeah, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour of your time, but what what's an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour if you're no longer going to be in pain or not going to have any problems in the future? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So very cool yeah that's awesome thank you so much You're for taking welcome. the time to do this interview yeah no problem Anytime. and we're gonna have to have you back in, okay. in a year <laughs> yeah. after and after another year yeah. so that we can see where we're sitting at. yeah because yeah, sure. i just think that's totally incredible you guys are all driven from the right place and i just i love meeting people like you so anyways oh, i hope you guys enjoyed that as much as i did and if you ever want to go see rihanna do it <laughs>